Welcome to Collier's Talks, a podcast series featuring the latest trends, insights, research, and developments in commercial real estate in Canada and beyond. Hi, I'm Nick Aguineris, Executive Managing Director of Supply Chain Consulting for Collier's Canada. In this logistics disruption series for Collier's Talks Industrial, we speak with industry leaders to explore topics that are impacting the supply chain sector. We will dive into the major trends and shifts that are keeping supply chain managers awake at night as they plot a course to get ahead of what's next. Today, we're going to talk with Eric Valiquette with the Canadian Blockchain Supply Chain Association. He's the co-founder and president of this association, where through their core services of advocacy, collaboration, and education, they bring together like-minded professionals who want to explore blockchain in their supply chain. The member-driven association's goal is to accelerate the adoption of distributed ledger technology through dialogue, to help shape policy with governmental agencies for improved services, and to help the community's voice to be heard. Thank you, Eric, for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. So let's start with a quick primer. Uh, you know, we talk blockchain and, and immediately people will think Bitcoin, but blockchain is not Bitcoin. So can you give us a quick 60 second overview of what blockchain is? No, you bet. Um, no, blockchain is not Bitcoin. And actually Bitcoin is a blockchain based technology, right? And there's a big difference. Um, and that's something that most folks uh, uh, tend to, to, to steer towards is that big hype factor. Actually, blockchain is a distributed ledger technology, and we'll get into that a bit more. But no, um, blockchain is not Bitcoin. It's actually the other way around. So what are the main areas of focus for potential blockchain applications? Uh, blockchain is a fantastic technology. Just to give you a bit of, a, of a, not too technical information, but it's a distributed ledger technology, right? So when you think a ledger, think of your bank statement where you're writing transactions, right? Um, money in, money out, transaction in, transaction out. And from a supply chain perspective, we do these types of transactions all the time, right? Um, send a PO, uh, uh, pick up a shipment, deliver a shipment. These are transactions. So putting these transactions in a ledger in an electronic fashion uh, using cryptography makes them super safe. So from an, an enterprise level perspective, uh, the applications are, are just huge. So how does blockchain interact in multiple vendor environments? The supply chain is complex with owners of inventory transacting inventory, but you have third-party vendors storing, fulfilling, transporting along the way. How does everyone play in that sandbox? Perfect example. You, you mentioned a network, right? Uh, the, the, the vendor, the purchaser, the, the carrier, the warehouse, the, the service provider. These are all very complex networks with a lot of people trans, uh, exchanging a lot of information. Um, and where blockchain really shines is breaking down the individual silos of all these partners. Um, just imagine having instant visibility to the information that your partner has that you're looking for, right? Has it been picked up or is it in inventory? And, and yes, um, there are you know, great tools out there that give you visibility, but from a supply chain perspective, put put everything into a shared ledger, give permission to the right people to see the right bits of information and give them instant visibility to, to that information makes it very powerful because 
because it, it gives you the tools to make better decisions almost immediately. And, and that's where blockchain really shines. Okay. And, but I guess the other aspect is that it's, uh, it's also secure. So there's a trust in the information because it can't be changed. Right. Exactly. Right. The, me the mechanism of how blockchain or, or distributed ledger te uh, technology works with cryptography means that you can't go change the information. You can adjust the information downstream, but you can't go uh, change the information at, at, at its source. Uh, which means, again, if I'm sending you information and you know I can't change it, you're going to trust it a lot more. Yeah, and if, if you change the information or someone else changes the information, everyone you sees see that. Right away, exactly. Exactly, okay. So you, you talk about an ecosystem and a network, but can blockchain as a technology, can it be deployed individually or do you need that ecosystem? It works best in a network environment. Um, I had this conversation earlier this week. Can you can you put blockchain uh, a blockchain solution within one company where two different departments don't really talk to each other, right? Typically, within one company, you're using one system, one ERP. I think it's more a process issue than a technology issue. Um, but blockchain, where, where blockchain really shines is in a network environment, uh, because you're sharing a ledger um, across different partners and giving those partners real-time visibility over your transactions, uh, of course, in, you know, in a protected way and, and in a secure way, and uh, you're giving specific bits of information, um, you know, uh, the, 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 mechanism of blockchain really shines again in the network environment and i'll give you a perfect example uh there's a great um, use case uh here in canada and apparently it's one of the bigger uh production blockchains in the world uh, it, it's between uh, walmart canada and there are 65 or so trucking companies uh the solution was uh, developed by dlt labs of toronto great canadian company uh where um walmart is paying their uh, trucking companies off of a blockchain based solution. So just imagine uh, Walmart DC uh, across the country, uh, outsourced carriers, about 65 of them uh, delivering to local Walmart stores. So in the old days, the transaction would go, you know, Walmart issues a pickup, trucker picks it up, delivers to Walmart, might have waiting time, might have, you know, different surcharges, delivers, trucking company sends invoice to Walmart. Walmart says, hey, why, why these surcharges, right? Um, dispute mechanism kicks in, maybe 10 different emails going back and forth uh, over, over that one invoice. Uh, trucking company says, well, it was waiting time. Here's, you know, here's the time I got there. Here's the, the time I delivered. Um, Walmart says, okay, I'll pay your invoice. So they identified 11 steps to that one invoice and they have something like 50,000 deliveries uh, with these uh, uh, with these different uh, tracking companies um, using blockchain and IOT uh, today uh, Walmart issues that pickup a trucking company uh, picks it up at the DC heads onto the store um, sits there maybe an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, whatever. The IoT device sends an instant message 
saying, hey, I've been there over the allotted time to this blockchain platform that both Walmart and the trucking company has. So they can react immediately. So Walmart can either call the store or immediately approve that, that surcharge. And not only is the invoice not sent after the fact and disputed, the dispute is, is taken care of instantaneously or Walmart can call the store and say, hey, you know, empty that truck right away or we'll have surcharges. So that, that whole dispute doesn't even get to, 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 to invoicing. The invoice is co-created as it moves along that chain and any dispute is resolved before the invoice is finalized. So they've been able to reduce uh, their outstanding invoicing or their disputes from over 70% of those 50,000 something invoices down to below 2% using wow. this mechanism. So again, using a smart contract that triggers the, the invoice after delivery, uh, uh, having that mutual platform that everybody can go on uh, and, uh, and instantly react. And even these trucking companies, you know, uh, that had uh, varying levels of IT sophistications are all loving it. Uh, some are sending messages EDI back to the flat platform. Um, some are through APIs. Um, some are manually entering into a website, but everybody has visibility to their part of those transactions and they can react instantaneously. And it's been just marvelous for both Walmart and the trucking companies. Walmart has, you know, a, a simpler invoicing process. Trucking company gets paid faster because, you know, lack of disputes. Everybody's happy. Uh, their QBRs are fantastic, apparently. Um, and even at the point where Walmart is saying, hey, I'm trucking company, I'm paying you faster. How about I get a discount? So it's win-win for everybody. So it's not just about the the invoicing and the contract and the and the, the uh, visibility to that aspect of it. It's it's also about the operational benefits that you're now taking advantage of the visibility that that's creating to improve the operations, which streamlines and, and helps the invoicing down the road. But it makes everyone better that's connected to it. That's a, that's an awesome use case. That's Absolutely. Okay. So given the supply chain space and the propensity for outsourcing and 3PLs, what if a company implements blockchain for procurement or for their, their reporting, but a 3PL partner doesn't support it? Well, get with the times, 3PL, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, where, where, what's actually really cool about blockchain is that you don't need to change your ERP. You don't need to change your TMS, your WMS. Uh, there are middlewares that exist that can bring everything into a common platform, which is going to be blockchain based or, um, you know, you can send EDI transactions uh, to a blockchain, you can send API transactions to a blockchain, you can do manual interventions with the and send that to the blockchain platform that it would be common to all these partners. So 3PL doesn't need to replace his WMS. Uh, but they can feed the network with the information that would be, you know, valuable to that network. Okay. So you can continue paper picking, but as long as you're on the blockchain ledger, then you're Oh, good. shame on you if you're still <laughs> paper picking today. Come on. <laughs> so on the, uh, on, the, on the real estate side and in the industrial area in particular, 
Um, are there any areas of potential disruption as a result of blockchain implementation? Oh, absolutely. Uh, smart contracts uh, that are, and this is another inside joke, that are neither smart nor legal contracts. Uh, smart contracts is a, a program that runs automatically based on input, output, and, and different information, right? Um, so automating your transactions uh, using smart contracts is where uh, uh, the real estate folks seem to be gaining a lot of value. Um, just think of the invoicing process, right? Uh, when you're invoicing, you're, you're creating a transaction, you're sending it uh, either, you know, again, shame on you if you're still mailing out invoices, but you're, you're sending an invoice after the fact, typically, right? After a transaction is done. Uh, if there's a dispute on that invoice, then there's a reconciliation process, there's a dispute mechanism, and it's still today a very labor-intensive uh, way of doing things. Where smart, smart, contract, uh, smart contracts uh, come into play is automating those processes. So when conditions are met, the invoices are sent and processed automatically. And I'll give you an example. Um, when you're sending a shipment from A to B, the smart contract, when it's delivered on your truck to the warehouse, typically with an IoT connected device in that truck, arrives at your warehouse and either automatically is triggering a delivery based on you know geospatial GPS information, or driver pushes that, that magic button and says delivered, and then the invoice is automatically created and sent into the network and there's no human, no real human intervention. Interesting. So I'm, I'm thinking about the real estate. It's not, you know, the typical, just the lease, but also potentially on the construction side where you're linking in the provenance of the materials used and the many different contractors that are involved at every stage. Um, both from a visibility to the project um, and the finances of the project, but also for the certifications or potential of the environmental aspects like LEED, as an example, it gives you credibility and, and, and the insight and, and visibility to who's involved, who completed all the work and when it was completed and all that. So it's all instantly shared across the platform. Great uh, use case, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, in supply chain, traceability, uh, trackability, traceability, visibility, uh, super important. And it would be the same thing, right? Uh, if, if, you're, if you're tracking the provenance of certain materials, uh, you, you can program, uh, you know, the, the, the life cycle of materials, for example. I actually saw uh, one example where uh, steel... Uh, used maybe in, in bridges or in warehouses uh, would have a, a kind of passport and, and, and a life cycle that would be triggered automatically and follow that steel, right? So install the steel, um, good for, I don't know, 50 years or 20 years, but that steel would have a passport. So when it's time to rip down that building, instead of just sending everything to, 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 to recycling or, you know, trash or whatever, they would have a better idea of that specific beam if it could be reused in certain obligations. 
because of that passport. So okay. imagine every little bit of your building having a digital identity, right? It gives you a lot of insights. Interesting. So in terms of real estate design and industrial real estate design or infrastructure, are there any implications that blockchain will have on, on that area or on the design and the use of the buildings? From a design perspective, again, it's tracing material, having a digital identity for everything. You know, again, the beauty of blockchain is, is having a trusted source of information. Uh, you mentioned certifications earlier in the mining industry, right? Uh, same thing. Um, you have bodies certifying uh, the minerals that they that the uh, the uh, the miners are, are taking out to ensure purity, ensure uh, reliability, uh, and having the certificates behind that put in the blockchain means that a you're eliminating paper. To you have a trusted source of certification. Interesting, great. And you can even track back who certified it when, uh, uh, you know, even 10, 20 years down the line because of that digital identity that's, uh, that's going to follow the, those, uh, those materials. Okay. So after this conversation, could you sum up, you know, what are the top three impacts that blockchain will have on the industrial real estate and the supply chain sector? First one I see is traceability, right? Traceability, uh, transparency, again, of your materials, of your transactions, uh, auditability uh, is greatly improved, um, and, and uh, smart contracts. Uh, just automating the mundane, uh, the mundane invoicing process or reconciliation process. Great. Eric? Uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today. I really appreciated the insights that you shared with me and our listeners. Um, it's an it's a evolving space, and I'm looking forward to seeing more and more companies applying this technology and, and taking advantage of, of all these benefits. And I want to thank everyone for listening in. Tune in for more great episodes on the Collier's Talks Industrial Podcast, where we explore hot topics in the supply chain and industrial real estate. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Collier's Talks Podcast. To learn more about Collier's Canada, our experts, and our solutions, visit colliers.canada.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.